Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Steve Rosenblum. We suck, so your self-quarantine doesn't have to. Mark Grody. I think there will be lasting derivatives of this once we get through it, and hopefully we will, um, with minimal damage that um, people will be more aware, honestly, of washing their hands and um, and apparently wiping. Apparently wiping. They suck, so you don't have to. They can do what they have to do. They know what they have to do. Now they don't have any problem getting it done. Founding members of the WB Club. Wake and bake. Come on. Where's Toby? So I'm practicing, you know, social distancing and I have a few tips for everybody, you know, you know, no sharing pipes or joints, things like that. The three words that describe this show, and I quote, stink, stank, stunk. It's Saturday suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. morning. Welcome in. Saturday Suckage, the WB Club back for another week. I failed the drug test, so I get to host again. Nobody important listens, so Saturday Suckage is back. I'm Steve Rosenblum, and right over there is Mark Grody. Mark, how are you this you. fine Saturday Suckage day? You again, eh? <laughs> you again, he says, suspiciously, snidely whiplash. And by the way, Mr. Yeah, you again. You're evil. You're evil. By I'm the way, evil. everybody, I, yeah, look, listen to this. Listen, Stevie Sunshine okay. here just felt a, a tug in his, a hurt in his heart. He needed a band-aid uh-huh. in his heart when he saw this Mark Grody tweet. How horrible must one feel after hitting into a triple play? Andrew Vaughn, you've just made all the outs. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's I was Mark Grody. That 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 happy <laughs> that everybody's. Everybody's beanie baby at the score, and there's an evilness. You're like that teddy bear in, in whatever that kids movie was. Was it Toy Story where you're oh you're all hail fellow well met, and then suddenly behind closed doors you're just you're just evil. I Stevie Sunshine. Hey, not it was Toy Story pot. three guys? Toy what, Story three. It? Yes. Thank you. If That's we great. did Thank the nice guy. If we did the nice guy power rankings at the score, I have never put myself in the top five. Never, never one time. But for some reason, when I saw that, that very, it was a very sad triple play <laughs> that Andrew Vaughn hit into. Like, that's what it was. Like, if you're a Sox fan and you're watching that game, and there you are, ninth inning, 1-1 game, Socks with runners on first and second. Nobody out. It is. You are in the greatest spot you could possibly be in. Andrew Vaughn at the plate hits it sharply to third, steps on the bag to second, and to over to first. Vaughn out by a, a step, and it's like you're stunned. You're like, what? Wait a minute. What? No. That that's no. That can't ha- happen. No. no. And then 
if you're Andrew Vaughn, you, the first base coach, I'm picturing the first base coach putting his arm around young Andrew Vaughn and walking with him saying, son, here's what happened. You just made all three outs in the inning. <laughs> and we just can't have that. We can't <laughs> have that. So, it, and he's thing. taking his hat off and he's he's got wide eyes and he's looking into the coach's eyes and thinking, really? I d- yeah, you did that. And, and then there's a hug that's involved and then just more talk like Tony La Russa probably had to take him back in the clubhouse to say Here, here's what happened there was nobody out there and you made all of the outs so that's that's what I felt oh, for Andrew yeah, Vaughn God, no. <laughs> I mean what a horrible horrible moment it just sucked but I have some breaking news for you breaking Good. news of course on the score is Brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Find out how far an extra mile really goes. There was no no hitter thrown in the majors last night. There was what? no no hitter thrown in the majors, but but everything else in the majors happened, and you were watching most of it. Just that ninth inning. This is an amazing thing. So first of all, it started off Carlos Rodon and Jordan Montgomery, the starters for the Sox and the Yankees. They became the first starters since 1901 to strike out at least 10 with zero walks and zero runs allowed. So in that same game, there was a the Yankees turned a triple play. The Braves in their game hit two grand slams, and the Reds' Jesse Winker slugged three homers. It's the first time in MLB history that every one of those feats occurred on the same day. It's a remarkable thing that baseball is going through, even without yet another no-hitter. And Carlos Rodon was throwing no-hitters back when they were a surprise, as opposed to a a feature, I guess, instead of a instead of a bug. They were now they're it's news when there isn't one. That's a pretty amazing night in Major League Baseball. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, as far as Carlos Rodon is concerned, I think that I've always said, if you're going to strike out 13, you may as well win the game. And <laughs> Rodon and do did that. not. The problem was is that Jordan Montgomery kept striking people out as well. Neither walked mm-hmm. the guy. How about that? 13 strikeouts, no walks for Rodon. Jordan Montgomery, 11 Ks and zero walks in the game. And by the way, te- I think this text message here from the 708 probably sums me up pretty well. It said, Grody has always been sneaky mean. It's his thing. Grody, you're back, Steve. Oh, great, you're back, Steve. So there you go. There's the characterization. It's not just you, because, you know, you get the blame for being the caustic one at times on this show. But, you know, I pick my moments. You know, I'm like I'm like a I'm like a 90s three point shooter. I just I just get mine every once in a while. I get my stabs in. You know what I'm saying? It's actually a a best kept secret at the score that Grody off the air is a jackass and (laughs) nobody likes him. Yeah, Yeah, I'm the guy. I berate the producers and like, yeah, I'm that guy. Yep. I, I, like dread, people they, I dread yeah. these three hours weekly. Uh-huh. Uh, during, well, I'm nice d- to you during the, the show. The, just, yeah, yeah, during during the breaks, <laughs> let me tell you. I'm the guy who, if somebody occasionally recognizes me, I'm like, get away from me. Get your stupid kid away from me. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> your stupid kid away. Did you say yeah. that to your buddy Chance the Rapper? No, 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 no. Chance, Chance and I are cool. Like, we got an understanding. Um, okay. I certainly recognize him. He pretended to recognize me, which he absolutely didn't. But Chance is a good guy, lives in the neighborhood. Ran into uh, Io DeSumo as well, the, the Illini star, recently on these streets of Chicago as well. Oh. I was wow. mean to him. I was very mean to him. Very mean to him. Yeah, you were. Yeah. What yeah. the hell happened against Loyola, dude? Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude. Where were you? Where Stop were you, sucking. man? Do you know you had yeah. a game that day? You think that mask makes you cool? I don't think so. Huh? I.O. No. We're broadcasting from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. And this weekend of the PGA, championship golf coverage on the score is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. And championship golf coverage has presented us with, I think, I think we'll bring this up in What Are You Doing, Wagner? But we have... We've established a new position, a 
suckage soldier, a Saturday suckage soldier, oh. somebody who tweeted at me about somebody, about a, a golfer in this case, but, but anyone who might deserve a spot in the Saturday suckage, the, the family of Saturday suckage. So we'll discuss that. A Saturday suckage shoulder was on, a soldier was on alert, and I think that's Interesting. great. Yeah. Can't wait. So the the um, the car the full Carlos yesterday was a remarkable thing. When you see you, we talk about it as oh, 13th case, man, and he lost the game and it. All right, and the other guy had 11 Ks and nobody walked anybody. Nobody gave those guys didn't give up any runs. And then Evan Marshall sucked again. By the way, Evan Marshall and Cody Hoyer they are not Cots and Polite. For those of you who are thinking. Thinking World Series, right now they are not Cots and Polite. They're more like C-Shack and Cordero. But I digress. So the this, the full Carlos, these stats go like this. It's really amazing. 13 strikeouts, a White Sox record for in a road game against the Yankees. These franchises go way back, like to the 1901. And the Yankees weren't even called the Yankees then. In fact, the previous record was 12 by Ed Walsh on June 8, 1911, when the team was called the Highlanders, and the ballpark was Hilltop Park. Carlos Rodon tonight, this is from Sarah Langs at MLB, 13, walks, 13 strikeouts, no walks, is the most non-Chris Sale strikeout zero-walk games ever. Chris Sale did it twice. He had 14 Ks and no walks in... Uh, 2015 and 2016. And that game with both pitchers getting 10 strikeouts or more and zero walks, according to Sarah Langs, it's the sixth game, it's the sixth time since 1901 that that has happened. And one of those games was Mark Pryor against Javi Vasquez. The Cubs oh and the Expos in wow. 2003. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention Mark Pryor pitching in the 2003 season, but I just did because that game happened. And it is the first time that both pitchers, 10 strikeouts, zero walks, zero runs. I mean, it's an amazing thing that that you saw, that we saw, that we witnessed, that we, we shared on the TV. That was just, and and that was before the triple play and the walk-off, which, by the way, had, I mean, it, it somewhere that had never happened or nothing like that had happen, ever happened before. It, it's uh, four times. That was it. I did not know. It's just, where is this? I had no idea I wondered this, but James Smith of the, or Smythe of the Yes Network wondered it for me. After the Yankees turned a triple play in the top of the ninth, then walked it off in the bottom. Only the fourth time in Major League history that a triple play and a walk-off win came in the same inning. So it was the the White Sox, Yankees against the White Sox last night, the, the Doyers against the Padres in 2012, the Cubs over the Reds in 1942, and the Giants over the Cardinals in 1920. And the amazing thing is that Tony LeBevington man, managed in all those games. So that's a great note. <laughs> Here's my question about Carlos Rodon, again, with his excellent excellent year, period. I mean, it's it's starting to look like this is legitimate. What's Carlos Rodon by the time September rolls around? Is this going to stay as it is? Is he going to maintain health? Did the Sox make a play to resign him? Is he just making money by the day? Um, I love answering or asking questions of everybody. And Carlos Rodon, I, I have a feeling as as loyal as he might, it might appear that he is to the White Sox because they, after all, are the team that drafted him. That's a Kenny Williams draft pick. That Carlos Rodon is going to go get a bundle of cash on like a safe three-year deal from somebody, but probably not the White Sox. Well, I, I do think that was the reason. That it, looking at September and October was one of the reasons Tony La Russa removed him in the sixth inning at 95 pitches. He had thrown more. He was, uh, clearly he was being paced. 
and Tony believed in his bullpen, and that's a shame. And the the idea is to get that Carlos Rodon performance, to get that Carlos Rodon in October, because that's yeah really the only thing that matters. Get them all healthy, right. and exactly. get them into October. So I think that's the way they're going to do it. I would not be surprised if we see a six-man rotation, if we see every starter getting one or two starts skipped uh, in the next two months, for instance, as they lead up to the trade deadline. Because as much as you think the Cubs are going to sell off everything, and then they they play in one of the worst divisions, baseball's weakest division perhaps, that that they're going to be competing maybe against Jed Hoyer's desire. But the White Sox are going to be looking to fill holes too. We thought it'd be the rotation. I mean, yeah, we thought it'd be the rotation, but now suddenly the bullpen's a mess. But I do think you're going to see all the starters being paced like that because they're looking at October, don't you think? Isn't that the isn't that the I, the only thing that matters? I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, and I think that this period of time without Luis Robert and Aloy Jimenez has shown that that they've built. What's their lead right? I didn't even look at the stand. Two and a half, three games over Cleveland, right now without those two guys. Games. Yeah. Two games. That's pretty damn good. I mean, like, they're legit. Like, I, I said this yesterday going into this Yankee series that this is not a measuring stick for the White Sox. Everybody was kind of throwing out that narrative that, the, oh, this is, okay, here's your, no, this is a test for the Yankees. This is, the White Sox are a better team than the New York Yankees, and they are they are showing that in every way, shape, and form. They do have to sturdy up their bullpen, but the good news is, is we know that at its base, that this bullpen should be really good, and meaning that some of the flaws that it has right now will probably be, or at least we can think that they should be smoothed out. Like, Liam Hendricks has has not been great so far this year. Like, he did, there is something about him that is seemingly wobbly right now, but we know he's better than that. Evan Marshall last night looked good in one inning. Well, kind of good in that in that ninth in, or the what was it the yeah it was the eighth inning eighth inning right came in he, with he gets, first and third and no outs yeah yeah gets the grounder to Anderson Anderson comes home and then he gets the <laughs> the line drive double play and that's where you got to be watching you can't just look at the box score and say oh he did the guy he got somebody into a double play no that that was hard hit ball in that inning and then he got Glaber Torres in the ninth but I guess like. It's not ideal having Evan Marshall in there in that frame, but it's not like Liam Hendricks has been blowing guys away. Did we lose Stevie Sunshine? Hello? Am I not hearing? Am yeah, I, I think we radio? lost him. I think we lost we him. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, it's we actually gotta, perfect because anyway, I saw... Right? I, oh, do we? Well, actually, I, w- I want you to comment really quickly because I did see you tweeting. You were not pleased with the Evan Mar, and I. And obviously, it's easy to look at that now and say, yes, Evan Marshall allowed runners on first and second in the ninth, and then Glaymore Torres with the the RBI hit. But I just like I thought Liam Hendricks needed a, a break, a breather. Yeah, I was not happy with Evan Marshall staying in, I, it, even if it wasn't Liam Hendricks. Fine. I just, I didn't like Evan Marshall in that spot against the heart of, you know, against Aaron Judge and you knew you were going to face Torres too. It's like, no, 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 no. And go figure, all three guys get three straight singles and they lose the game. Like it was, yeah. over, it was over so fast. He had nothing oh, on was, him. Yeah, it was fast and disheartening and all of that. Like that's a, a terrific game through and through, but a couple of bad things happened late. The Andrew Vaughn triple play and then the, the sudden death ending and just a, a few more texts to back up the 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 meanness of me mark Rody. mark gets <laughs> it me. there's is that a book you're writing yes the, yeah you're writing your meanness book i'm writing them it's an autobiography who am i who is the real mark <laughs> Rody? mark gets his sneaky meanness from dave uh the the cat not haw that's why patterson wouldn't talk to grody after that game sneaky mean guy and then lastly and this is absolutely true. I may not be mean, really, but I am an instigator. Grody is an instigator. 
just ask Dan and Layla or Danny and Matt about score stories. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cause, because I, I called them out for copying one another. So, yeah, there you go. I'm the instigator at the score. And our text line, which is 312-644-6767, it's also the number you can call us at, although only Toby does. And I have a conspiracy about why and when Toby calls. I think it's a show conspiracy. And mm. I, I do think that, um, I do think the Trash Panda is going all grody on grody in this, so I'll share that later. But a 312 texter responding to your Andrew Vaughn, son, you made all the outs, pictures Ted McGinley from Office Space saying, son, what would you say you do here? (laughs) 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 All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, speaking of instigators, we will talk with Paul Sullivan of what's left of the Chicago Tribune. We will talk about the um, steaming pile of hypocrisy that is Tony LaBevington, and we will ask him Jock Peterson's mustache versus Patrick Kane's playoff beard. Mm. Which one's more embarrassing to Chicago? We'll discuss all that next on Saturday Suckage. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. What would you say you do here? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. One bourbon, one scotch, one beer. No, I ain't seen my baby since I'm not Love that walk-up music. Welcome in, welcome back to Saturday Suckage, that walk-up music can only be Paul Sullivan's. Score Hotline is brought to you by Alpamani Nissan. Alpamani Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue or apnissan.com. And that's where we find Sully and his wonderful walk-up music. Sully, how are you doing today? Good morning. I'm uh, morning. doing fine. How are you guys? We're doing good. We woke up alive today and we still are. So that's our goal for the day. I was wondering if you were going to get uh, Rhino on to talk about the uh, now that he's in the Wake and Bake Club. Well, we tried to do that last week, and then we were yeah. given the Heisman because he's supposed to be on more important shows. But the thing is, uh, the more important shows know that don't know that Grody's got his number and Grody's got a relationship <laughs> with him. So we're going to try yeah. to get him on. We're going to we're doing the um, Memorial Day show. 
We're doing the uh -huh. marathon show from 7 in the morning because Mitch wants to get his money's worth. So we're going to be on, do I have this right, Mark? 7 in the morning on Memorial Day until the 4th of July. Well, that's what we're doing. <laughs> we are, at, yeah, we are doing a five well, and Well, that's when the city's opening. Show. Right. That's And that's exactly what we're doing. We're the, we're the two-month, you know, month-and-a-half lead opening on. Uh, yeah, until the opening. And we're going to get, so last week when we did bring this up, Sully, by the way, we had two thoughts, uh, two two ideas, uh, Ryan Sandbong or, and I think this, that if he gets his own strain, a texture suggested the Rhineapple Express. Hmm. I, I just like the natural blend. I think that would be, uh, that would natural. be my choice. Natural. You know, it's very simple and, you know, he was the natural in 84. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. Got the music, what, what, everything. What do you think? Like, what's Ryan Sandberg like if he's stoned? Like, where does he go with stuff? Is he? Like, <laughs> oh, yo, I could have been. Get him on the I could have been a we'll quarterback. I could have done anything I wanted to do, man. <laughs> People love me. People love me. <laughs> it, it's just so fascinating. When I was reading that story, I I, was, I just couldn't stop laughing because it like the last person in the world you would think is probably Ryan Sandberg uh, promoting a, a cannabis industry. And uh, it just goes to show that we're old people now and uh, anything goes. Well, and also, Paula, you know, people are calling me today sneaky mean. Maybe, really? you know, there's, yeah, maybe there's something sneaky hippie about Ryan Sandberg. Like, you just why, you don't know. Why people. are you mean? What did you do? I well, you know, because <laughs> you do. Well, I was, you know, sometimes I, can, I guess people say I can be a little bit snarky. I do impersonation, so sometimes that comes across as mean spirited. So I, I'm an instigator at the score. I like you know, sometimes I'll pit one show against another. So I guess oh. I kind of see where you know what I mean. Like I guess I kind of well, see where. For like harass, you said you're harassing Io on the street or something. Yeah, yeah, I would assume, right? And and Chance the rapper, so. And if people, you know, occasionally recognize me, I'm just very rude to people. So it's, it's all of that. I've realized that, you know, the nice, the nice guy act hasn't really gotten me that far. So I, I've had to, I've had to rebrand. I'm re I'm in the process of rebranding right now, Paulie. Well, that's always a good idea. I remember Royco used to always uh, have some change with him. So whenever someone recognized him and wanted to know his opinion on something, he'd flip a quarter at him and say, "Go buy the paper." <laughs> Nice. Which I hope people are doing today and right now that they're buying up all yeah. the Chicago Tribunes, incidentally. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole other story. But, uh, yes, hopefully there is a paper to, to buy. Yeah, Sully, speaking of instigators, asking um, the, the Q&A with Jed Hoyer about the trade deadline and getting vaccinated and does, I don't believe for a minute that, the team not reaching 85% vaccination right after Jake Arrieta came out adamantly against it without a whole lot of whole lot of scientific reasons for 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 starters that I heard. But the fact that it won't factor into a trade, meaning getting rid of somebody that might raise your percentage or acquiring one or two players who might raise your percentage, I don't believe that Jed would not factor that in. What do you think? You mean trading Jake because he he believes uh, he's seemingly, we don't know, he hasn't come out and said it, but uh, he basically downplayed the idea of getting the vax for the team to reach the 85% mark. Right, that uh, sounded yeah. selfish and it sounded yeah. doesn't sound much like a team player given the way the general manager oh, I agree. was... was 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 exhaustively explaining the value of it, and there's your pitcher, your one of your veteran pitchers, who says, "No, nah, not for me. I don't. I don't need to be that kind of team player." Without giving a reason. I mean, if you're immunocompromised, you don't want to get this. There haven't been tests done, but I haven't heard that from him. Do you think that? Yeah. Well, Do you believe Jed well, I, when he I, says it won't factor into trades? Uh, no, I don't think he's going to trade Jake. And, and one th other thing he said was, it's not just one guy. You know, so. He would have yeah. to. Uh, he said they're not close to, uh, or not, not one or one guy away from getting to the 85%. Uh, 
So, uh, you know, the thing is, in this day and age, uh, we, we don't know who's been vaxxed, who hasn't been vaxxed, but we can just read from social media what their wives or girlfriends or or even what they say. And, you know, you can basically pinpoint a few players in the Cubs that aren't doing it. And, um, you know, it would be easy for Jed to trade them and, and come up with a different uh, excuse for it if he wanted to. But uh, I, I think it's just... It's just uh, too bad for the rest of the players because uh, they're doing the right thing, and some of them, like uh, Javi and uh, Wilson, are even promoting getting the vaccine. And there you have some teammates that, you know, are kind of cramping everyone's styles now. I mean, they're in a hotel in St. Louis. They're not allowed to go out and have dinner together. Uh, White Sox are in New York right now. They're allowed to go out and, you know, go out in the town. So. It's a big difference in your life. You know, no one wants to be cramped up in a hotel all weekend, uh, even if you're an athlete. So uh, it's a shame. I don't know what to do about it. I mean, everyone has the right to do whatever they want. But it's. I just feel bad for uh, Ross and the rest of the uh, Cubs that there are some teammates that are, are being selfish. Not to mention yeah, the Cubs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... Yeah, you would think this would be an easy fix, but it's it's not, and we all know that there's tons of layers to to yeah. all of this. Yeah, I mean, you can't convince people not to not to be smart. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you just can't fix stupid. <laughs> well, you said it. You said it, Steve. I'm happy. Because, to. And, and all this, and the Cubs have been playing some pretty decent baseball lately. Uh, taking three out of four from Washington, 12-3 thumping of the Cardinals last night. They're two back, and I'm going to play the hypothetical game with you here, Paulie. And that mm-hmm. is if the Cubs are in a similar predicament, like let's just say they're two games back at the trade deadline or getting close to it, is is Jeter going to add on, or is he going to proceed with the perceived plan to – kind of do this rolling rebuild and maybe trade one of the big names? Well, uh, you know, I I can't guess what he's going to do. He did say the other day that uh, he will have the budgetary means to add if they do decide to go that route and add on. Um, Obviously, they could uh, use some starting pitching. Um, The offense seemingly coming around right now since uh, Nico came up, and he's been great uh, at second. Really filled that uh, hole when he replaced Bodie for the most part. And, uh, you know, Duffy off the bench. Uh, you got Peterson since he's come back has really helped out, especially in the leadoff spot. So um, I would say, you know, another starting pitcher or two would be nice. But then again, they could always, you know, they always talk about the future. Maybe they move uh, Keegan Thompson into the rotation, you know, sometime in July. And, you know, because, you know, Davies, he's not going to be here next year. Jake, probably not. Um, you know, there's so there's going to be openings in the rotation, and uh, maybe it's time to, you know, see what these kids can do. Maybe Justin Steele, when he comes back off the IL, put him in the rotation. We're talking with Paul Sullivan, columnist for the Chicago Tribune, talking baseball here. So let's talk about the story of the week. Um, Tony La Russa. Yeah, let's let's discuss the baseball red ass because here's here's what bothers me bothers me. He, he's just a big he's a steaming pile of hypocrisy about respecting the game. If he respected the game that much, he wouldn't put non-pitchers on the pitching mound. Pitching is an important part of the game. It is the most important part of the game. It is what managers like Tony La Russa look it it's where they go trying to find small edges of how which hitter can beat which pitcher. Pitching is very important. When you put a non-pitcher on the mound, a position player on the mound, the way La Russa did in, uh, against the Red Sox, I believe it was, then you're showing yeah. no respect for the game, no respect for, no respect for that position. So to give me the sanctimony about having respect for the game and sportsmanship, Tony La Russa didn't show it. That's just a big pile of hypocrisy and not only did he embarrass the White Sox but he endangered one of his players he like gave the code red for the twins to throw at him that's the way I saw it what do you think yeah I, I agree that uh, you know if you're gonna be that way then you know be that way uh, you know if you're, if you're against swinging 
at a 3-0 pitch in a blowout game, then don't put in your own position players in a blowout game. Um, I think he was trying to say that, uh, I can't speak for him, but he was more upset about uh, the fact that your mean basically ignored him. I mean, ignored the sign, uh, just ignored the coach, you know, he's kind of reprimanding his player and calling him clueless, which is a, a pejorative that you really don't call someone, especially you know, throwing your own player under the bus. That was wrong, too. Uh, I, I don't fault him for having the opinion that he has because that's a lot of people, you know, that era have that opinion. But I think the good part of it is that the, the players just are seemingly uh, just laughing at it. <laughs> I mean, that Tim Anderson interview yesterday was unbelievable about, you know, we're the, we're the bad kids that would, don't listen. Mm-hmm. And that's what they are. They're, they just laugh at them. I mean, so... I, I think it's great for us, honestly. It's, uh, it's We were talking about this when he got hired. How is he going to handle the, the new age uh, athlete, the new generation of kids who, you know, just like to have fun. And, and we're only, you know, six weeks into the season, seven weeks, and we've already seen it. <laughs> that's all we're talking well, about. And- I mean, that's all you guys have been talking about. <laughs> the yep, crazy yep, part, yep. Paul, is, is as you said, we're just six weeks. It's going to have. There's going to be another situation this year of course. where something similar yep. happens, right? Exactly. You know, with Tim Anderson, <laughs> you're mean. Uh, we've just started. It's not even. It's just starting to get hot out. So, uh, you know, wait till the Royals come back and there's some goofy stuff going on, and you know. I, it, this is uh, this is great for the White Sox. I think it's maybe not good for Tony Larusa because he's you know getting a lot of criticism. But uh, you know, no pub is bad pub, and they basically hijacked all the uh, coverage from the Cubs. And the Cubs are in a, a big series this weekend in St. Louis. Well, in a horrible division, it's not a big series when you got two teams that might be a, a, in the American League. The Sox playing the Yankees, which is somewhat of a measuring stick. So, Sully, I look forward to checking in. It, it's not so much that something it might happen again in the rest of the season with Larusa, it's that it might happen in two weeks. And so we'll check back <laughs> with you. We'll check back with you. On yeah, that. I think there's a good chance of that. I think this is a weekly story from now on. Yeah. Well, I'll look forward to that. Sully, thanks for yeah. your time. All right, guys. See you, All right. See you Paul. It's Paul Sullivan, Chicago Tribune. And, and he brought up Tim Anderson's comments. Mark, We'll play them, and then we'll talk about them because it's it's just it just sounds like he was answering questions. His BS detector went off, and and we'll talk about what Sully described as just sort of laughing through it. I think it's worth sharing with the class. So we'll do that next. How about that? Yeah, and a, a 312 texter. This is probably the the greatest, the closest we're going to come to getting a compliment, Steve. <coughs> Um, he's from the 312, maybe missing a little bit of context here, but he says, that's what makes your show somewhat listenable. You two, oh, did my screen just went off. You two work well together, even though your show still does suck. Well, there you go. Thank you very Our much. show we, is somewhat good. Yes. We, we suck so you don't have to. It's a public service. Yeah. It's what we do. We're not asking for applause we're not asking for a parade we we do that because it's necessary for the growth of humanity sort of like getting vaccinated all right we'll take a break and when we come back we will play some tim anderson for you talking about (laughs) get off my lawn and maybe maybe tony is not aware of what what all this what's going on around him because his nose is buried in the rule book to see what he doesn't know so he doesn't get caught with his pants down again about something that happens in a game where they weren't supposed to get outmanaged. I'm How Rose dare Rose. you, sir? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody. Saturday seconds. We suck so you don't have to. It's, it's our pleasure. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We're not going to always agree, and that's okay. You know, but we just keep moving and keep And uh, he knows that. He knows that. You know, we're not going to always be, be on the same page. But at the end of the day, we all got to go out and get a win, and uh, we got to keep pushing. And um, so it's all good. It's okay to not, you know, to disagree from each other. But uh, we all definitely put on the same screen. 
That's Tim Anderson, White Sox leader, spokesman, captain, weather vane. He's, he's just everything for them, and what he says matters. It matters to Major League Baseball. Change is all about change the game, and here you got this manager who can't change anything, including his hypocritical ways. And he was Tim Anderson yesterday was talking about the whole affair with with your mean Mercedes, and Tim Anderson was the one who said, "Keep pushing, don't listen to the noise." Blah blah blah. Basically telling Larusa that he slapped slapped his own manager. And then they, I don't know, I wouldn't even call it a come to Jesus talk, but they had a discussion because so many people came out, came down on La Russa for just, for being stupid and for giving, for giving the Cardinals the okay to go ahead, throw, throw, throw in a player, throw at Mercedes to, to, to endanger one of his players. And it just reeks of stupid. So that's what Tim Anderson said, part of the Zoom uh, media gathering yesterday. There was another part that I want to hear where he talks about Tony's like the dad and we're like the kids. Yeah, we touched on it. Um, but, you know, we try not to spend too much time on it. We just, we let you guys talk about it. Um, and, and as you see, you know, uh, the media talk about it. And But for us, you know, man, we it's okay. You know, Tony's like that dad. We like his kids. We're like, we're like the bad kids that don't listen. <laughs> but we all get along. So we're just going to keep pushing, man. And and uh, he knows, man, we're going to go out and, and play and just have fun. And, uh, you know, the ultimate goal is to get wins and, you know, enjoy the game. And, you know, hopefully we can just, you know, keep pushing and, uh, you know, move on past this. Hopefully. So, you know, Mark, sounds like to me, Tim Anderson's BS detector went off and he just sort of had to say what he had to say. But you can read. I read between the lines. What did you read? What did you make of Tim Anderson's performance yesterday? Well, now, just hearing that part right there, here's the key part. He said, we let you guys talk about it. And (laughs) notice how he didn't disagree with, because he's clearly hearing it. He's hearing it. He's reading it. Wherever it is that he gets his baseball chatter, he's allowing for it. Because if he disagreed with what everybody is saying, then he would have said he would have had a harsher statement for the media as in, you know, this is a, you guys are making a big deal out of nothing. None of that stuff. So it's like, it's like when, when a, a media person asks, Hey, so Ken Griffey Jr. uh, Are you the, do you consider yourself the greatest player of all time? And typically a player will deflect and say, that's not up to me. That's for you guys to talk about. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? But but inside he's saying, hell yeah, and you guys are saying all the right things. And that basically that's what I heard Tim Anderson say. <laughs> you guys are saying everything correct. Keep it up. <laughs> Do you yeah, think he wants up. us to keep it up? Keep it up. Yeah, yeah, I think he does. I think that we, we have, my God, we have stated the case for the White Sox. Like, they don't even have to say anything anymore. They've been empowered by the media. Like, it is, like, simpatico, the, this White Sox roster, the way it is. Like, they're, they're like, hey, look at this. Look what this guy said. Look what this guy tweeted. Hey, did you hear Bernstein? Did you hear Parkinson speak? Like, it's like everybody has gone to bat for the White Sox. They don't, they, there's very little they need to say or do right now. There's one of those rare occasions where the media has done the work for the players. And we will continue to because we're blessed to have Tony LeBevington in town where <clears throat> he doesn't know the rules, so they do have the Sox are at a disadvantage in the dugout. And and then you have this cranky old guy and and uh, with the team with the motto, change the game. and And I just don't. I think it's just a, the hypocrisy, even if players can't identify it, maybe they're used to having position players come in and pitch. We'll save the bullpen. There's a st- strategic advantage. Just the same way it used to be lauded players. Bob Gibson was famously, ferociously lauded for throwing a baseball at Ron Sano after Billy Williams homered. Well, we finally came to, for all of the baseball old-timers and the red asses, that's the unwritten rule of the game. Bob Gibson was a, a coward. There's nothing more gutless than throwing a 100-mile-an-hour baseball at, at a, essentially an, a vulnerable batter standing up there. And there's 
no more. There, there's a, a disrespect for the game when you put a non-pitcher on the pitcher's mound and tell us it's a game. And if you were to ask the same players, same managers, who said, why not Why not just have a mercy rule? Why not just, you did it in, in spring training. You can quit on an inning. Why can't you quit on a game? Oh, no, we can't do that. The sanctity of the game, the, the respect for your opponent. Well, what kind of respect for your opponent is when you put a 47-mile-an-hour pitcher on the mound and you expect guys to stand back and do nothing? Tony La Russa seems to be the only one who doesn't understand that once that happens, you've you've disrespected the game, and there are no rules, written, unwritten, doesn't matter. I just I, I just think there's so that's so lost. I don't know what the long-term effects, if any, are on the White Sox, but you think with Tim Anderson's response is like we're watching, we're going to do what we need to do, and then we'll just come out with the politically correct stuff. That's sort of what we saw, right? Is this the start of a regular performance? Yeah, I mean, like we were talking about with Paul Sullivan. This will happen. There will be a scenario where, even if it's not the White Sox, where it may perhaps a White Sox opponent, something occurs. Where And what if that happens? How about this? How about this? What if there is a scenario in which Tony La Russa feels like an opposition has shown them up? Let's just say... It's swinging on a 3-0 count at a blowout ball game. Will Tony La Russa then demand that his pitcher, whom, a pitcher, whomever it might be, throw at the opposition? Because there, it's going to pop up again. It's mm-hmm. like the Sox will be te- the players will be tested again uh, on a sign that they are that they receive from the third base coach Willie Harris or from Tony La Russa, uh, and. And Tony's going to be tested again. So stand by for more. I will say this, that while Tony La Russa has handled this all incorrectly, there there's a change that has been going on in baseball over, well, let's say, the last 10 years or so in in terms of the, the allowing players to showboat, to rub it in, um, all of that kind of stuff, whereas... Those unwritten rules did exist for years, so changes. I'm about to get really philosophical there. Changes is painful. It is it, people get hurt along the way, and it takes a long time. And I think that that's what baseball is in the process of this painful metamorphosis from being one way to going to another. And it never was going to happen overnight. It was never necessarily even going to happen over a decade. And it may take another five years before, and it probably will take another five to ten years, before everybody is on board with with a new set or a different set of unwritten rules. And unwritten rules do exist. Unwritten rules exist in every business. We have them in our business. They exist in, in most businesses. That's the way they function. Not everything can be written out. So the, a change is going down, and it, it's... Like I said, God, I feel like I feel like uh, Jeff Goldblum right now. It's uh, 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 it's painful um, at times, and 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 there it is. Life uh, uh, finds a way. Uh, is that Jeff Goldblum in, in the Big Chill? Is it Jeff? Goldblum no, Jurassic Park. In Jurassic. It's chaos Park theory. Or, or the chaos fly theory. Or the oh, okay. Chaos right. theory. Yes. You didn't know Life, what that uh, was from, Rosie. No, no, no. I had an idea, but it's kind of changed. There was a tenor that changed. I just wasn't sure because Jeff Goldblum's sort of been all over the place where he, in every movie, he plays Jeff Goldblum. That's yes, he does. He, he's really but, good but at life, Jeff Goldblum. Life finds a way only happened in Jurassic Park. And life uh, 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 finds a way. And there it is. There, scientists there it is. were so busy w- figuring out whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Oh, God, I just got goosebumps. Yes. Adam Studd speaks Jurassic Park. No joke. Top 10 favorite movies of all time. That's my favorite quote from that movie. Oh, that's so good. No, uh, any of the the Jeff Goldblum quotes when he's getting serious are pretty pretty awesome. Like I get goosebumps watching it cuz it's just it's it's deep, it's phenomenal. And if you don't have some Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park by the time this show is over, I would be so mad at you, Studs. Okay, deal. Also, yeah. I, I have you to ask. Like you've seen you've seen the Thor movie with Jeff Goldblum in it, right? Thor Ragnarok. I, I, I don't know if you're into those uh, Marvel movies. I I am like 
half into them, so I've not seen seen Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok is first of all in the top five, maybe even top three of the Marvel movies. Also, oh, wow. Jeff Goldblum is peak Jeff Goldblum in that movie. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I uh, saw uh, that, uh, and I don't remember Jeff Goldblum because Chris Hemsworth was just so. He did the whole thing like with a smirk. He could be the next James Bond. He was just he smirked his way through the whole thing, as far as I was concerned. You didn't think so, Mr. Marvel? I well, yeah, that's what he does. Right. He's so a he beautiful be man. Like it's Bond. I I don't blame you, but for being distracted by him. Yeah. As opposed to I've seen Jeff Goldblum be Jeff Goldblum in many movies. So I've seen enough of that. I'll just that's watch. a win. That's a win if you if you've got that act like you got one act and you get to do it in like some of the biggest movies ever that like Jeff Goldblum may be the winningest actor of all time. I would I there there is a case to be made for Al Pacino yeah in in his yelling phase. Yeah. <laughs> that's all he did in any movie and he gave he gave you a hint to that in Justice for All. No, you're out of order. And then when he became the crazy old man, he became that guy. Uh-huh. So, yep. Yeah. yeah. No, he's been able to be himself. Robert De Niro, probably to a lesser degree, you know, like, because he's branched out a little bit more recently. Like, he now mm-hmm. he, he's, like, funny Bob De Niro. So Nick Cage is another one. He's the same in every movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he does a really good Nick Cage. Yeah, so, exactly. No he's, he's excellent at being himself. Yeah. That's good. We should all get paid for that. Um, the Cubs, I, I get we, the Cubs played a big series. It has to be a big series. They haven't played in St. Louis, and this is their primordial rival. And so, it's only one game, and it's still May. But I don't think we can chop it up enough. And there were things that happened that we're going to talk about after this break. You, uh, you good with that, Mark Rody? I am great with that, Steve. Okay. Then we'll do that next on Saturday Suckage. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 